Greetings and welcome to Legally Uncensored. I am your host, Demetria Graves. I am a certified family law specialist with law offices in Pasadena, California and Beverly Hills, California. And before I get into the topic today, someone asked me, what is a certified family law specialist? Well, in layman's term, that just means I've dedicated my practice and my service, if you may, to the area of family law. And those of us that are specialists, at least here in California, we have to go and take an exam. I took a course for the exam and we have to be certified by the State Bar of California to say that we are specialists in the area. So that is what it is. And some of us have taken that step and dedicated our careers to the area of family law. And I've also dedicated myself, as you will listen, or if you have listened, you would know that I dedicated my office, if you may, or my voice, if you may, to assist those that want to have a better experience in divorce, how to do it in a more amicable, respectful, um, cost-effective way, if you may. So that is how I use my voice and that is what a certified specialist is. So thank you so much for the question. So what do I want to talk about today? And someone asked me about this. I actually got a call not too long ago and someone says, what do I do if my spouse wants a divorce, but I don't, right? And that is a a very heavy question for me, at least, because most people that come to my office, they are ready to go. (laughs) Either someone has filed for a divorce or the person that has contacted me wants to file for a divorce. So that is a great question. What do you do if your ex wants to proceed and you don't? Well, we're going to talk about what happens emotionally. I'm not a therapist, but I can kind of speak to what some of my clients have done to kind of help them emotionally. And then, of course, I will speak to the legal side of things of what happens if you don't participate, if your your spouse decides to move forward. So for me, it is not uncommon to want to work on your relationship, especially if you're married, right? Because you you take the oath and or the vow, if you may, and you say, yes, I, I am dedicated to this and through sickness and health and rich and poor and all that. And so you you make that declaration not only to yourselves, but to family and to friends. So in no way am I saying don't work on the relationship. I'm saying I I get it. I understand. And it's very common. And I think people should try to restore their marriage if that is a possibility. And if um, your spouse wants to do that, that's great. I think you should take the steps that you feel are necessary to restore your marriage and do what you feel is necessary to work on their relationship if your spouse is open to it. But it comes a time, and what we're talking about today is when one spouse has said, I don't want to work on it. If one spouse has already filed for a divorce, even if you don't want it, right? What should you do? So I want to talk about what to do emotionally first, because sometimes I think, we have to get ourselves in order, ourselves in a space to deal with what's to come before we can deal with what's to come, if that makes sense. 
And so I'm not a therapist. I can only speak to you from what I have seen my clients do and what I have thought was positive and how I have seen my clients kind of maneuver this situation when they don't want it. And I have spoken in in past episodes and I've informed you all that us attorneys, we are not therapists, right? And so we will try to deal with the cause when you call us and want to talk to us about what's going on. But ultimately, most of us are not therapists. We have dealt with this. We know emotion comes with the divorce process, but we are not licensed therapists. So in saying that, I think it's important to either see a therapist or a trusted advisor or someone in that space that is trained to help you deal with the emotion of of what's going on, right? Because if you don't want the relationship, a lot of that might be rejection and how to deal with that and how to deal with um, maybe your spouse has potentially moved on and have another significant other, right? So there's a lot to deal with emotionally that us attorneys most of the time are not trained to deal with. So I think it's important to get in that space and talk to someone that can help you really work through what's what's going on. Even before you start to handle the business of this, as soon as possible, talk to someone that can help you with, with that. I'm going to come back to that in a little bit, but I think before even talking to someone, there has to be a sense of acceptance of where you are. And it doesn't mean you have to like it or that you want it or that you know, you are conceding to what your spouse has potentially requested, but it's just, okay, this is happening. And I think sometimes just in life in general, when there's a sense of, okay, I might not like this, but this is happening. What do I need to do for myself to move forward? It kind of takes the sting out of it a little bit. Not again, not to say that it's not going to hurt, that it's what you want or anything like that, but a sense of, okay, This is happening. I don't like that it's happening, but it is. So that starts to kind of shift your focus to what do I need to do to take care of myself to get through this process? What do I need to do to take care of my children? If that is that is an issue for you, what do I need to do to take care of my job or whatever it is? So it kind of shifts the focus to how am I going to do this step by step versus, oh, my God, I don't want it. What do I have to do to keep it, right? So sometimes we have to shift our focus in life in general when things happen to more of an acceptance and, okay, how am I going to move forward approach rather than fighting to what, fighting what's actually happening. And I talked about support first and in support, I think it's extremely important to be honest about what you feel. I think we live in a society where everything moves so fast and there's always this pressure to present that we're okay. And there are times when we are not okay. And that is that is fine. And it's important as those emotions come up and you're dealing with those emotions to let them come up to deal with it. Because the faster you approach it, let it happen, let it occur. And, you know, the, the faster the process, you will get over it, right? We might have to do it a couple of times, but I think it's important to feel, let the feelings pass so you can get on to what 
is necessary for you to work through that. And I think it's important to have a space in your support system to work through that, right? There has to be space to work through those emotions because they will be present. And we cannot always ignore what's there. It's important to feel and okay to acknowledge that um, you're not okay. And because you don't want this and your spouse has, and there are times when they already have a significant other or whatever the situation may be, it's easy to want to attack the other party because of how you feel. And sometimes that really doesn't help the situation, especially if the divorce has already commenced. It just escalates the feelings, escalate the animosity, and sometimes drives the divorce process in, in a direction that is not helpful for anyone. So I know it might be easier and might actually help you feel better temporarily to attack the other party. It really doesn't help you move forward in the process if that if that is where you are. And probably most importantly, um, in addition to acceptance and support, is self-care. Is how are you going to take care of yourself mentally, physically, emotionally while you're having to address everything that is happening for you, happening for your children. There might be a, a lot of moving pieces during this time. So it's important to identify for yourself, how am I going to take care of myself? Who was going to be in my trusted circle of, of friends and support? With the understanding that um, there are people that are going to want to support you, right? But I don't think this is a situation that you share with every every, 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 every friend that you have, because everyone has different experiences, has different ways they will want to handle the situation. So you want to get around people that will encourage you and support you to handle your situation based on what's in your best interest, not what they feel they would do or in their, their best interest. So that is extremely important to make sure you are taking care of yourself emotionally taking care of your needs, what you're experiencing before you get to the business of what is ahead of you. So a lot of times, which I don't recommend, but it happens. A lot of times people are served documents in terms of um, their spouse filing for a divorce or whatever it may be, and they feel completely blindsided by the experience. And that's why I try to break this down emotionally and legally, right? Because what's happening legally doesn't change what's happening for you um, emotionally. So as soon as these things happen, I think it's important to employ the steps we've talked about for you emotionally so you can have the space to kind of work through what is going on legally. And it's it's empowering, at least for me, to watch that sometimes people come to you and they just have no clue how they're going to move forward. But taking a step back, identifying for themselves how they're going to work through this helps them to become in a better space to kind of deal with, as I always say, the business of divorce. Essentially, that's what us family law attorneys are supposed to do is help you navigate the business of, of, of what's happening. And when you're focused on the business and, you know, you you identified ways to deal with what you're going through emotionally, the process actually goes a little smoother, 
a little faster and you're not really paying your attorney to fight and kind of navigate some things that you can deal with outside of this process. Like I said, I had a caller say, call and say, well, I don't really want this, so I'm not going to participate. Well, let's switch over to the legal side and talk about kind of what that looks like and and why you do want to participate, even if you don't want this to, to go forward. So for starters, at least in California, there is a mandatory six-month waiting period. So from the time that either party is served, there's six months that you have to wait that the divorce can't even be final. Like you do, you can do the paperwork and that sort of thing. So even if you have to go forward and do the business of all of this, if you all decide within the six months or to be honest, within any period of the divorce that you no longer want it, that's fine. It can be dismissed and you can restore your relationship. So once you start, there's nothing in the rule book that says that you you must get a divorce. If the parties decide otherwise, there's you can dismiss the action and you can get back to being married. And like I said, there's a mandatory six month waiting period. So if you and your spouse decide you're going to go and seek counseling or whatever you decide to do for your family, then that that is a possibility. But essentially, you do want to participate because ultimately you want to protect your interests if this is what the end of the relationship. So you don't want to put your head in the sand and let all these things happen legally and you don't have a voice in what's going to happen. So if you do ignore what happens, put your head in the sand and kind of let your spouse take the will, then they can proceed legally. And at least the state of California, if you don't participate, if you don't respond, then the other side can proceed by what we call a default. So if you are served and you have the opportunity to participate and you opt not to, then your spouse kind kind of controls the wills in and they tell the court what the assets are, what they want custody to be, what they want support to be. And if you don't participate, then they have the opportunity to kind of tell the court what, well, not kind of, they have the opportunity to put in front of the court what they want to see happen. And for the most part, as long as the court has proof that you had the opportunity to appear and participate, the court will go forward with those requests. So as we see, it's extremely important to separate the emotion from the business of divorce, because unfortunately, the court can't say, oh, I'm sorry, your ex doesn't want to participate, so I have to kind of stop the proceedings. That is not how it goes. It will proceed. And it's so much harder to come and try to undo some of the things that have happened rather than participate, right? Even if you're feeling like this is not what you want, if you're feeling like you really want to save your marriage, if your ex has decided to move forward, I think it's important, very important to participate in that process. And I think it's also important, and I say this a lot, and I've said it in previous podcasts, that's going to you need to select an attorney that's going to help you navigate the process, not someone that's going to throw fire on your emotions, especially if you're in the space that you don't, you really don't want the divorce. So if you're talking to counsel and you're interviewing counsel and you see that they're 
trying to play on your emotions or saying things that rile you up, that is not the counsel for you. You want someone that is going to tell you very similarly to what I'm telling you, hey, let's navigate this process. This is kind of what you need to do. Um, Consider having your support system, so forth and so on. So you don't want anyone that's going to attempt to benefit from how you feel. You want someone that's going to help you navigate the process. So if you are served legally, if you're served, you don't respond and your ex gets what we call a default judgment against you. And again, if you don't participate, a, a default outlines everything, how everything is going to be divided. Your house, your cars, custody and visitation, child support, spousal support. As long as there's documentation that you had an opportunity to participate, the court will proceed. Okay, so what happens if you decide, okay, you know what? Although I have this default, I'm going to try to go and undo this because I'm ready to participate. Well, as I mentioned, it's way harder to undo what's already been done rather than step in and advocate for, for your position or come to an agreement with your spouse in terms of how you're going to proceed. So there's many rules on setting aside a default. And a lot of times, once a court has spent the time to go through a default, a lot of times there's a hearing on a default order. They do not like undoing what they've already done. So it's a lot harder to say, oh, no, I don't want that house sold. If there's already been an order that the house is sold within 30 days and this person is selected, so forth and so on. So it's a lot harder to step it back. Not impossible in some circumstances. And if you follow the rules that are outlined and how you do that, but it's so much harder to to dial back what has already been done. So it is, again, it, I understand that it's not easy at times and it's not uncommon and not rare that you're going to want to work on your relationship. But what we're talking about is in a situation where one party has decided, I don't want to work on it. I'm going to proceed. I have filed for divorce. You have to participate if you want your interest to be protected. Otherwise, you lose the right to participate. You lose the right to advocate for yourself and sometimes your children. Um, if you decide that you don't want to go through this process and it it happens more more than I I would I would guess and I understand why because it's really really difficult to deal with the emotional part of this and then on top of that throw in the legal aspect of you know having to hire a lawyer having to have these difficult conversations having to possibly move out of a house you've been in for x amount of time so these are very 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 difficult conversations to have but I'm here to tell you it is very necessary because it is very challenging at time to dial back what's happening. So just to kind of sum up what we talked about today, there are times when one spouse is going to want to proceed and the other does not. But I think it's important to think about this in two ways, right? Emotionally, how am I going to handle this emotionally? How am I going to deal with the emotion of everything that's occurring? And then the legal side of it. If you don't remember anything from this podcast is that you do want to participate. You do want to make sure 
your interests are protected during the process. And at the same time, you you might have to juggle, you know, your emotional well-being, your children's emotional well-being, and then the business of it. So that's why I think it's important also to make sure you have a lot of support to handle that process. And eventually, as I, I have seen over and over again, a lot of people make it through and they are much better at the end of the process than they are at the beginning. And at the end of the day, it comes down to one day at a time and sometimes one hour at a time. And sometimes it might be 30 minutes at a time, whatever you need. But just don't come to a place where you don't participate. Unfortunately, lose out on interest on what you may be awarded in your divorce proceeding. So that's that's important as well. So I hope you have learned something today. And um, Legally Uncensored can be found on all social media platforms. And if there's a topic that you want me to cover or if there is something I talk about and you have a question about, please don't hesitate to reach out and let me know. And I would do my best to answer your question and or cover your topic. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast with Legally Uncensored. I am your host, Demetria Graves. And again, we can be found on all social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Thank you again for listening. Until next time.